the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Eugene, thank you very much for joining me. Now, I'm keen to hear a little bit about what you're seeing in terms of trends and where you think the world is going from a cybersecurity perspective. We've seen, and it seems to be an increasing uh, number of attacks, of uh, ransomware, and really all, all manner of cybersecurity issues. Where do you think this is going or where do you think we're going to be over the next one, two, yep. five years ahead? Yeah. Uh, so, first of all, about the cybercrime, of course, you're right that cybercrime is on the rise. And unfortunately, the cybercrime economy grows much, much faster than the, the rest of the world. Uh, the cybercriminals, they feel good uh, until they are arrested. Uh, well, until <laughs> they are free. Uh, but many of them, they are arrested. But it's not the main, uh, not the most important issue. I think that uh, the most scary scenarios, uh, scary uh, trends are that there are many of them, they become very professional. Uh, so now the criminals, they, they learn, they uh, improve the technologies. And unfortunately, sometimes we see they're very highly professional on the level of espionage. Well, they're, making, the, they're making a lot of money, aren't they? So like, the yes, motivation keeps increasing as yes, the rewards yes, increase. Yes, exactly. And they are they're getting, they're becoming more smart and they employ their smart engineers. And unfortunately, the very, very serious issue is that they are available. Uh, so they, many of them, they, they work for money. So they, if you pay, they will do anything they want. If anything you want. And unfortunately, many of them, they have no moral because they, they, the proof is they do attack hospitals. So it means they have no stoppers. So they, they have no moral. Uh, that's bad. So they are very professional. They are available and they have no moral. So I'm afraid about the third trend. The third trend is uh, cyber terrorist attacks on industrial systems. Uh, when uh, I'm afraid about scenarios that the terrorists uh, employ professional uh, criminals. And the second trend is also about industrial systems. We see more and more traditional crime uh, to attack the production lines, to attack the SCADA systems. And I'm afraid this is also the logical uh, evolution of this uh, uh, trend is uh, cyber terrorism, cyber sabotage, attacks on critical infrastructure. And this is worst of the worst. So, first dangerous trend is we see more and more very highly professional criminals in cyberspace. Second, rising number of uh, criminal attacks on industrial systems. And third, we're expecting to see cyber sabotage. Uh, well, we don't expect it's happening, but I'm afraid in the future we'll see this much, 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 much often. Now, we may be getting, uh, people are getting a little bit more sophisticated in terms of how up-to-date they keep their systems. We've got operating systems like Windows 10 that, that you know, tries to force the operating system to stay up-to-date compared to older operating systems, which people in many cases wouldn't update. You know, I guess we've got a, a technology landscape that, in theory, the surface area for attack is... Uh, is shrinking, but yet we seem to have this this ongoing um, increase. Uh, you are absolutely right that the uh, the, the victims uh, they getting more immune. Uh, well, it's it's like the Darwin evolution theory. Yeah? <laughs> uh, so they are the victims which are not so smart, which are not protected, they die. <laughs> uh, the rest of the world is uh, uh, surviving. Uh, so uh, they uh, the thing is to prove that this one uh, the thing which happened two weeks ago with uh, uh, WannaCry. So it was a massive 
attack, victims in everywhere around the world. It's a massive, as massive attack we saw maybe last time 10 years ago. Uh, and uh, the other side of the coin is that there are almost no ransom paid. So there were many victims, there were many data damaged, but the paid ransom was so little that I was very surprised. It means that there are companies, the enterprises, they use several layers of security, including backups. So they just recovered from this attack, they patched the systems, they restored the data, and that's it. So, so that's good. Do you, do you think that will, that will lead to ransomware um, becoming less, less common, less of a focus? I don't think so, unfortunately, uh, because the number of uh, individuals in the Internet is growing, the number of devices is growing, uh, the businesses they are in a time of uh, industrial revolution 4.0, uh, it's more and more and more cyber. So the security levels, the security awareness is growing and the companies and the individuals, they behave better and better. Um, but at the same time, the bad guys, the criminals, uh, they still have uh, more options, they have more opportunities in the cyberspace. So it's kind of the balance. Yes, the world is getting better, but at the same time, the, the, the opportunities are bigger for the bad guys. Now, we've moved from storing most of our data on you know, local servers and, and local computers. You know, more and more is moving into the cloud. You know, email data that sits in the cloud and uh, documents and you know, finance systems and so on. More and more of that's happening. Do you see that being something uh, that will help going forward? Or do you think that the cyber criminals will find ways to go in and, and destroy those systems? as easily as they, they have done with everything else? Well, it's not the future. It's not the uh, prediction. It's reality. Um, of course, yes. And what, what are you it's seeing? logical. What are you seeing in those regards right now? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes attacking yeah. cloud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, actually, first of all, it's logical because, well, when it's less expensive to keep the data in the cloud, it's... It's more logical to have it in the cloud. Uh, of course, there's more opportunities uh, for the bad guys because now they have the double option. They can attack your endpoint devices, your endpoint systems, and they can attack your data in the cloud. So that's the double opportunity. It's also double risk, but at the same time, it's it's it's, it's possible to handle that. Uh, so they have to protect your endpoint system, which you use to access the cloud, and the company which provides the cloud services. They have to pay to take care about security in the cloud or the second option you are responsible for the security in the cloud so this is just like a it's a, a cloud services it's good it's logical it uh, saves the resources at the same time it brings the more security issues it means that we have to improve the security both in the endpoint and in the cloud mm. what can you share with us in terms of you, know, you have a, a visibility of a lot of information most of us don't what have you seen in terms of which systems have you seen that have been compromised in the cloud? Can you tell us any stories about cloud-based uh, systems yeah. that have been compromised? Yeah. Uh, actually, we'll speak about the older systems. And I don't want to speak about computer security because many people, they are aware about that. Uh, I want to make their... I want to increase the... improve the level of awareness for the future attacks, of existing attacks which are not recognized. And this is Internet of Things. I want to share this uh, warning message, I want to share this uh, with everyone that people 
please don't forget about internet of things which is uh, which are around you uh, these little devices they are computers as well and they are under the cyber attacks please check if you security camera is uh, vulnerable uh, do the does it does it have the standard password change it uh, check other systems smart system which you use uh, because we are living in a world of internet of things it's everywhere around us and in the future it will be more and more and more so please don't think that uh, cyber security is only about computers and smartphones it's about everything which is smart and cyber And, and thanks thanks to media which helps us helps me to deliver this news <laughs> to, 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 to the to the to the possible victims now um, looking at your firm you've been going what is it 20 years now uh, well I am uh, in the cyber security starting from 1989 but in the very beginning that was just my hobby I was collecting computer viruses like post stamps of butterflies uh, and I was developing the tools to sort them and well, I was just playing with these technologies. It was not serious. Uh, it became a business uh, in 1992 when I joined the, there was another uh, IT company uh, and I was working in an antivirus project there. Uh, then uh, in 97 I registered with my colleagues, uh, we registered our own independent company. So technically speaking, I'm in cybersecurity for almost 30 years <laughs> so how big is this business now how big is the business of protecting people about cyber security how big is your business how many mm-hmm. engineers do you yeah. have working now yeah so the uh, the cyber security business is uh, big enough uh, there are billions of uh, dollars uh, earned by uh, uh, cyber security companies uh, well actually you can check that in the internet how, this, how big is it uh, unfortunately the cyber criminals uh, they have a much more profitable and much more bigger business so the impact from the cyber crime impact from the cyber attacks it's a hundred times bigger than their uh, spendings on cyber security from the enterprises and individuals uh, what's about my business well actually we are not public company but we report we publish our report so recently we published a report about our income for the last year is well Uh, unfortunately, it's still less than one billion US dollars. We counted in US dollars. My dream is to become one billion dollar company. Uh, still, we have uh, work to do. Uh, it's on- online, so you can. You yeah. Can check it. And and how big is your team? How, how many uh, we have at the moment? At the moment, we have about three hundred, three thousand seven hundred uh, employees around the world. About. Uh, 1500 uh, the engineers uh, so they are mostly in Russia because Russian software engineers are the best but also we have the international team of experts so the engineers are engineers so they develop the software their products and their uh, anti-malware team they are people who research the, the incidents which research the malware it's very international team so we have people in Latin America and United States we have a lab in the United States we have teams in Europe and Russia in Middle East we have both in Israel and Dubai and China Japan and Australia Great. Unfortunately, not in New Zealand at the moment, but maybe in the future we'll have some <laughs> some experts here in New Zealand as well. But at the moment, if you have any issue with cybersecurity, you can call our Australian office. That's great. Now, looking at New Zealand, we are made up of lots of lots of small businesses, 
and yeah, we've got obviously government and uh, organisations and universities and, and so on as well and, and larger multinationals but lots of small to medium businesses and of course lots of individuals what are your key recommendations that uh, those those sort of organisations that those sort of organisations should be following to minimise their risks because typically they are limited in terms of their budgets for investment around cyber security but they also want to make sure that they're in uh, they're in a safe position. Uh, so the advices for the uh, individuals and small businesses is quite quite simple. Uh, so please use uh, the good enough the available uh, antivirus of internet security uh, solutions. Please have a backup for your data and don't trust everyone in the internet. Don't click the links. Uh, and believe me, the modern endpoint security solutions they're good enough to guarantee very high level of security for your products if you update them on time. Uh, they are more complicated to protect uh, government and big enterprises because they are also under the targeted attacks. And these targeted attacks are much more complicated and, of course, it's, unfortunately, it's more difficult to protect from these attacks. So we have solutions, we have uh, the systems, so please call us to learn more about this. And industrial sector. So they are industrial systems, they are cyber as well. Unfortunately, we see rising number of attacks on the, on the infrastructure. So it's a space to learn more about the industrial security so we can help New Zealand with in this area as well. Now, just before we finish up, there, there's you know, we, we know that there's nation states that are involved in uh, cyber crime and, and then there are various professional groups at, at, at varying levels. What do you think the mix is in terms of, um, you know, scale from, from, you know, both of those sides? Is, uh, are, we, are we seeing an increase? Are we seeing a large number uh, or a large amount of investment from individual countries in cyber terrorism? Is, you know, what do you what do you think is happening there, or uh, yeah. you know, or are there is there a very small amount that's government funded, and is most of it private? Uh, I a little bit disagree with the terms you use. Okay. If you speak about the state-sponsored uh, actors and space uh, state-sponsored uh, technologies, uh, let's better use the espionage term and cyber weapon. Sure. Uh, so uh, we don't know about cyber weapon, and it's a top secret. I think for the nations uh, which developed that. I I am very surprised if the nations don't do that. Uh, but the cyber weapon is different with traditional weapons because you can't demonstrate it. If you demonstrate it, the others will fix it. Will fix the, the vulnerabilities, will be protected. So it must stay secret. That's why most probably the cyber weapons are ready. But we, I hope we will never see that. Uh, I hope that the, the states, the nations, will never use cyber weapons against each other because in cyberspace it's very dangerous. It's uh, it's very easy, it's very simple to, to copy past. It's very easy to send it back to you. So cyber weapons are boomerang. And of course there's very high risk of the collateral damage. So the countries, the nations which are not in a conflict will be damaged by cyber weapons. So I hope, I'm sure that the states, the nations are smart enough not to use cyber weapons because it's as dangerous as biological weapons or chemical weapons. Second is about espionage. Unfortunately, what we see that the espionage is on the rise and there are more and more nations in this uh, business, but still the leaders 
in espionage there are um, native English speaking uh, actors uh, native Russian speaking actors and uh, uh, simplified Chinese hackers uh, who is uh, the best, who is the worst uh, I can tell you I don't know uh, so the the leaders are English, native English, native Russian, and simplified Chinese. And then the rest, the German-speaking, French-speaking, Italian, Spanish, and Korean, Arabic, etc., 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 etc. All the languages, uh, maybe except Japanese. Mm. Okay, just quickly on the, the uh, cyber warfare, you highlighted that could be really, really bad. What, what would you picture there? It's not something that we've really heard a lot about, but what would... You know, how, what could you imagine there? Um, I'm not so comfortable to discuss the Hollywood uh, scenarios in the cyberspace. Uh, but unfortunately, the infrastructure which we depend on is very vulnerable. And unfortunately, they're very possible that we will see the attacks which are very damaging. And... Uh, I'm, I, I hope it will never come true, but technically we are living in a very vulnerable world. You're talking about infrastructure shutting down, all sorts. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Eugene Kaspersky. <laughs> Thank you. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.